Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast, a podcast that focuses on marketing tips, trends, and techniques for marketers and advertisers by industry experts, influencers, and insiders. Follow along with us on social media at handle AdSemble. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. This is your host, Eris Rivers, with my compatriots, Matthew Olivieri and Gino Giovanni. Right on, and today we've got a very special guest for you. I'm super amped for this. In fact, we all are. And we've got Chris Delgado. Say hello, Chris. Welcome to everything. What is going on, guys? Super, super excited. Super, super excited. It's coming all the way out from Miami, Florida. This podcast is going coast to coast. <laughs> thanks for staying up with us, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for staying up for us. It's like 4 o'clock out here. He's like, you know, guys, I had to miss dinner with my family. Thanks a lot. I know, right? Hey, uh, in our little pregame, he said that he's got time, and uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna milk you for yeah, we can. Yeah, just tell my wife. She might get upset. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris is a man who doesn't need introduction from us. You've been all over the place uh, for our listeners and now for our viewers since we're recording this, and it'll be rippled out. Uh, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, where you've been, what you're doing, and where you're headed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh like like I mentioned before, born on the West Coast, I still think West Coast is the best coast. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shots fired for somebody later. Uh, born, you know, little little Inland Empire, San Bernardino County, little town called Victorville, California. Um, actually started in fast food um, at In-N-Out Burger. Started uh, cleaning toilets, wiping tables, worked myself up. There's a little competition that I don't really, don't really tell. I kind of skip over it, but... My brother had worked for In-N-Out for four years uh, prior to me getting hired. And so when I got hired, I think the first competition or the drive in me was I wanted to pass him up in, like, promotions. And so uh, – and I did, of course, because um, he was lazy. So um, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad in doing that. But, yeah, man, um, started in fast food, went to the corporate office, um, worked with the travel and events and marketing department. For a lot of things, In and Out just does uh, amazing things for their company and, and their employees. Um, and then they do, you know, they were in the middle of expansion to Texas, Oregon, now Colorado, and then they're continuing and expanding in their existing states. So it was great. Um, one uh, one thing that I, you know, don't mention, but establishing the relationship with Caesar's Palace, that um, that you know now there's an In and Out burger on the strip. And uh, I wanted kind of one of those things that like it was a big pivotal moment and within and out. But for me, um, I, I don't want to say I forget. I just I just forget to bring it up, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, did did you have any any bearing or any any touch points for any of uh, in and out success and growing that way? I mean, it's kind of future casting here as far as what you're capable of and all you do. But I think deep. I think deepening the relationships. So like, um, you know, Staples Center was one of my biggest clients um, as far as like promotions and events and, um, you know, um, incentives that we're doing with uh, 
employees. And so that, I think there, there's already an established relationship in and out owns the largest suite in Staples Center. But as far as like, you know, meeting all the executives of AEG and, you know, them, you know, appreciating and understanding the business of in and out I think, I think those were key things that I brought to the table, which, you know, I've applied in my personal life and it, and it has furthered me, um, just getting genuinely getting to know people. But, you know, I had a big company name behind me, so it made it a lot easier to get in the door and talk to those people and spending money with them. Um, of course they want to, you know, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would say that was, that was one of the, one of the biggest things that I could see, you know, in and out didn't do business with Caesars entertainment whatsoever. And so when I, when I went to the corporate office, there was, uh, uh, an ability for us to open up those relationships, those channels, of communication, and, um, and please don't like get it right. I didn't sign the contract to put in and out burger <laughs> on this strip, like, but I think having those communications and then, you know, spending millions of dollars with Caesars Entertainment made those conversations a lot easier for when our executive team wanted to put a, 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 a store on the strip and every restaurant around the area protested that store because of sales. Um, really? You know, Caesars really had their back to say, no, this is something that we want to do and is unique to the area. So, Chris, can I, uh, uh, just to make sure our listening audience kind of gets the full scope of your background and kind of what you bring to the table. So that's awesome. You yeah. work your way up from, from the ground, from the bottom floor, right? And you're doing these huge yeah. conversations and deals. Kind of fast forward to 2019 and you, maybe when you look back on everything you've done in the last eight to ten years, where where are you at right now and kind of like how does all this marketing have uh, taken you from one career to the next? And a huge role and a very prominent um, um, sales education trainer named Grant Cardone. Um, and maybe you can touch upon that for a listening audience to kind of know the full scope of your background about what uh, ninja hero, ad hero skills you possess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, under, underneath it all, one, it, obviously it's sales, you're selling yourself, but two, it's relationship building. And that's, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Like all the success, you know, in 2019, I actually just had this question asked to me this morning by uh, a feature, like, what's the most amount of money that you made in one day? The the truthful answer is $250,000 I made in less than 24 hours, and that was striking a, a big deal in partnership with Go Marketing, where they wired me um, my full salary up front, or my full consulting fee. But, wow, you know, with Cardone, with Tom, with In-N-Out, with my, you know, seven different business partners that I have right now, at the core of it, it was relationship building, and that's where I'm at right now, um, is, you know, furthering these companies' digital footprint through marketing, through partnerships, through um, strategic deals that we're doing. I have a meeting with uh, the, the country of the Dominican Republic on Monday for Fit Tea. Um, I don't know if you guys saw today, um, you know, August 21st, you know, uh, Michael, one of my partners, is in New York City doing interviews, just announced that he's taken his CBD company, Happy Tea Public, in January. So um, at the core of where I'm at today between all the marketing, all the sales, all the events that I've ever done, um, what makes Chris Delgado or what makes the success of Chris Delgado is those relation, those genuine relationships that I've established. And just from our conversations, Matthew, like I hope you can tell that I'm a genuine guy that has – 
you know, good intention behind what I'm trying to do and the advice I'm trying to give. 100%. I got to ask you, man, uh, because and in in my conversation, getting this to talk with you, I mean, I can tell you're a really down-to-earth guy, super chill. But, I mean, dude, you're a veritable god of the game. Uh, Whether or not people (laughs) will see it up front or anything like that. So, um, I'm kind of curious. I mean, there's so many tactics out there and and all this omni-channel marketing and everything. Uh, what would you say has probably been kind of your go-to as far as relationship building, uh, maybe even relationship maintenance, uh, that you feel really does hold the most value as far as that goes? I, I, I love talking about this. I talk about, especially now with the, with the, I call it the age of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is cool. I was at an event the other day and they're like, dude, I love selling stuff. I'm a salesman. And then it's like, no, like. There's digital marketing and you sell stuff, which makes it cool, I guess. Um, the, the, the deepest thing right now is, um, one, for me, like, you know, digital marketing, what, whatever it might be, my relationship uh, maintenance, like you mentioned, is I always give without expectation and I always invest in the relationship, even when it comes at a cost to me. So, like... If Matthew, you know, if I didn't know Matthew before and he's like, you know what, there might be potential business, there might be even a consulting fee, there might be something that, I, you know, you may be able to do for my company or I may, may be able to do for you, I know at the core of it, it's a, all a maybe, but I'm willing to get on a plane and fly to San Francisco where you guys are at and sit down with you guys for a day and pay for my own hotel and pay for my own flight that comes at a cost to me and even fly back and still pick up the phone when you guys call and say, Hey, what's going on? And not even expect to say, yo, I got a hundred thousand dollar contract on the table or whatever it might be that I need help with. And I think that's what sets me apart from these young entrepreneurs, um, that are growing. They try to go from knowledge to monetization so fast that they trip up on themselves. And for me, I spent the last 10 years, I spent over 18,000 hours in relationship building and crafting my skill and, you know, mastering what I'm good at now that that stuff comes out naturally, that that being genuine person comes out naturally. And I don't, any relationship I have, um, I don't try to monetize that relationship whatsoever because it, everything that, everything that I've ever done always has come natural to me and, and organically. And that's, I think at the core of everything, it's because I've given without expectation and I, and I've never, like, I've been a good person, you know, like I've, I've given people, you know, the, the keys of the kingdom and say, yo, have at it, mm. do, you know, this is what I suggest you should do it. And, um, and this is the outcome you should have. And most people try to hoard those secrets or, you know, in today's age, they're like, yo, you need to pay me $3,000 for a mentorship. And I'm oh, like, yeah. you, you do it, you try it. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, then you can pay me to to try and do it, but you know, I want to get, uh, Gino's input on this, uh, because he's been our resident go-to guy as of late, just really diving into the whole psychology of sales and marketing on, as far as that's concerned. I think a lot of the things you're saying right now are probably resonating with him in terms of relationship building, building rapport. Uh, and lately he's been really spreading that around the office, helping all of us to kind of remind ourselves that, you know, yeah, there's the, there's the Facebook ad, there's the Google ad, there's the billboard ad you can put out there to start a conversation, right? But once that person engages with you now, 
you have this opportunity to be humanistic is what I'm hearing from you. And I just want to see if, if, if what he's saying, if that, if that's clicking with you, Gino, if, if you're yeah. kind of picking up a lot of that same tip and maybe if you had any thoughts for Chris along those lines. Yeah, uh, actually it's uh, you just nailed it on the head. A hundred percent. Mr. Delgado, um, actually I have a question for you. You know, we didn't really get like an introduction exactly of like where you are right now. I'd like to know for like our audience sake, um, where you're at now and then where you see yourself going in the future, maybe like next few to five years. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm partnered. So I I went from a nine to five job. Um, to now partnered in over seven companies that all do over ten million dollars a year, where I where one they all pay me two hundred fifty grand, um, either a year or they or have had, more than half of them have paid me up front. So um, it's completely changed my life. It's com- completely changed my lifestyle, and now has given me equity in companies that um, you know one I, some of them I didn't even know existed, but secondly some of them are massive brands like Fitzy, where they've been been around for seven plus years and they're a massive company, multi, multi million dollar company in retail. And so, um, you know, where I see myself going in five years is just building upon that. Like, you know, um, I'll give you guys a little, a little secret, a little tidbit, but you know, uh, Michael, Michael and I are working on a, a product that will launch in less than 30 days. And we're going after retail for this product. And for me personally, like I get emotional about it because I potentially have the chance to own a product that sits on Walmart shelves Mm. where my family used to shop at because we were so poor to go to Target or we were so poor to go to other places. So like for me, it, it that, you know, when we talk about the investments of relationship, I've invested so much into my relationship with Fit Tea, Happy Tea, and personally Michael, where, you know, I've spent time and money with this person. And again, with no expectation of any of this. And the fact that he's come to me with an opportunity to partner 50-50 with him on a project um, to then also have that potential product go into major retails across America. And then one day I get to call my mom and say, that's your son's product, like, that's the that's the high level shit I'm talking about for these young entrepreneurs is if you just took the time to invest into people and be a human being and a genuine person at the end of the day, you know, the man upstairs is going to open up those doors a lot bigger than you ever thought. I always knew I was going to make six figures. I was making six figures when I was 19 years old. But I would never if you looked at me 10 years ago and said, Chris, when are you going to be part of a company? And eventually you're going to have products and shelves all across America and you're going to be the co-founder of that pro- of that product. I would have been like, you're, that's not even on my radar. I'm doing <laughs> events and marketing for In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> Dude, wow. I, I could, I could kiss you for what you just said, because um, that, that is amazing uh, on, on so many different levels. And also, uh, and I, I don't know if I should say this on ripple this out kind of goes against the grain, but um as it stands, uh, you you didn't take the traditional route for uh, the education track, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I actually I graduated high school right when the economy took a shit in like 2009, and th- that's another that's another thing I can talk hours about how 
if you take the 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 entrepreneur now that's 18 19 20 21 even 24 and below that are do, that's doing digital marketing or that's doing e-com drop shipping whatever it might be you go back 10 years when the economy crashed these people were 8 9 10 11 they had no idea yeah they haven't what experienced was going it. on yeah, I yeah. was seventeen. I was seventeen, watching my father, who bought his dream home, lose his job and then lose the home. So yeah, I didn't take the traditional route um, in education. I graduated with a four point three GPA, third in third in my class. All right. um, I yeah. went to college for a semester, and um, you know, at the core of it, I was like, I can apply all my energy and focus into something that was in and out. I just got a job with in and out and they make great money. Um, I got, I was full time with them and I was like, I can really make something of this. And so I decided to drop out. Now I won't, I'm not going to sit here and say I had a plan. (laughs) I was going to become a manager. I was going to go to corporate. I was going to do all this stuff, but I always betted against myself. Like, I know Chris Salgado is capable of doing X, Y, and Z. And if I can do that in my job, then I'm going to succeed. And that's exactly what that's exactly what has happened over the last 10 years is I've always just betted against myself and I've always won. And that's the scariest risk that people won't take is they just won't, they won't bet against themselves in any situation. They think they're going to fail. Do people ever pay you to go speak? 100%. <laughs> Wait, this podcast isn't paid? I'm not getting paid? <laughs> um, we'll discuss that in the show. Notes, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I, I, I do have one question. This 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 kind of it doesn't really go with marketing, but since we're on the college tip, uh, and actually uh, there are some famous speakers, I won't mention their names right now, but they, they do mention how uh, going to college is irrelevant these days, especially for those who have the mindset like yourself to go out and pursue their dreams. What do you say to those people right now who are ready to either not attend college or actually uh, drop out like a few of us did? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, and it's not, it's so simple. It's not even about the mindset of these kids attending college or not attending college. The world has changed drastically. And I was actually talking to my wife about this uh, last week about education, just in general. And I said, what I do today, why, like, I didn't need geometry. I didn't need to know invisible numbers. I didn't need to know, you know, certain things, even in high school, to do my job today. And as, like, just as digital marketing, like, has come about. The education today and in high in high school and in college is so irrelevant on the practices of what businesses need today. Businesses need revenue. Businesses need new streams of income, which which is why when we talk about marketing, why we ran fifteen different funnels for one product because these are fifteen different streams of revenue for one thing. And if you did that, and if you had thirty products and did that over, you'd have over 500 different streams of revenue for just 30 different products. And so when people go to school to, um, you know, to, to, for liberal arts or, or I don't, I don't, I don't, 
don't even know what people go to school for because I didn't go to school. <laughs> no, that's but, a, that's like one. even just high school. Like when you're in high school and my teacher's talking about Christopher Columbus, why is that relevant today? Like, the, you know, understanding the history of the United States is important and where we began and exploration, but there's so many factors of financing, taxes. Did you know you need 3.5% to put down on a home? Like, people don't know these things. Or how about, how about you know, in different states, for example, Florida, um, the first 50000 you make in your business is not taxable. So, like, these are, these are uh, you know, these encourage entrepreneurship, these encourage business building, which create jobs, which stimulates an economy that is not being taught in school. And there, and I think if we look at the educational system, whether it's college or high school, and we look at things that are relevant, I remember my teachers say you can't carry a calculator in your pocket for the rest of your life. You're absolutely right, you can't. I carry a supercomputer in my pocket <laughs> that gives me the answers to the universe of anything that I ever want. And there's no, there's certain topics in school that I think waste and don't encourage um, students to fulfill their dreams. And, and I, I, I think, I think there's a lot of things, um, that the education system is failing, especially students today. Now I didn't, we didn't know when I was in high school that you'd have a supercomputer in your pocket, you know, but we know that now we yeah. know, and we only know technology is getting stronger. And yet the, the educational system hasn't even changed and, and the internet just getting bigger and more powerful. So you're, you're harping on something really interesting here, and it's kind of on the theme of, of keeping up. Um, so there's, there's several parts I want to ask you about. Kind of going back into um, just the influencer space as well as the funnels, and then just kind of how everything still works together, especially for any new entrepreneurs or, or small business owners and when they're starting out. So let's kind of work backwards. Uh, for the funnels, for starters, uh, I mean, that, that's – you know, super huge. I know uh, ClickFunnels and Russell Brunson and the whole crowd and everything. Um, were, were you pretty much there for the beginning of that? Um, did you kind of work a tangent to that crowd or was it just kind of you fell into the software and got it going or did you build funnels externally? Yeah, no, um, actually never like um, those things were there. They were already getting built or already in place, but just as just as we talked in the beginning, how people don't realize digital marketing is just you know online sales or or what a person does in person or over the phone you're doing over the internet. It was the same approach to when we were building funnels and advertising products for you know Grant Cardone. You know, people respond to different things. It's it, and and that's proven throughout history. Look at look at uh, with Toyota. They have a Toyota. And they have three different models you can buy that have like the bow system, the the sunroof, the this, and then what else do they have? They have the Lexus, the same car, <laughs> you know, Toyota Lexus, the same car, but one person wants to buy it for twenty thousand, and the other person wants to buy it for eighty thousand, and that's a, that's what people miss. People, you know, I always hear like, well, what if someone finds out that the same product is forty dollars and I'm selling it for eighty? Well, what's the difference with cars? You can go buy it's 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 a personal choice. Some people think that something of value needs to cost X amount of money, mm. and some people think of you know this is a value. This needs to cost this price, and those are your two different audiences. 
So if you're only creating one funnel or one one lead gen system, you're only catering to one audience. Some high level executive that we're trying to sell a book to sees that book free and you just pay shipping. Well, they're like, well, there's, that book is probably garbage. But if I hit them with a full price funnel and they're like, wow, they're, they're not only are they charging me $19.99, but I also have to pay shipping. It's of more value to them at that point because there's no discounts. There's no coupon codes. There's nothing to apply to that. And they're more prone to buy it. Hmm. And that's, that's the thing is it, at the end of the day, people want to launch, launch, want to launch one funnel with one set of ads and make a million bucks. <laughs> and it's just laziness at the end of the day because they can make a million dollars a lot faster if they just built those different streams of income for that one product. So what I'm what I'm hearing, what I'm taking away from that, guys, if I might uh, jump in here, is that for anyone listening who has an e-commerce product or even just regular type of product, and they're looking at, you know, this is an ad hero podcast, advertising, but they're looking at all the different ways that they can get the word out about that. What I hear Chris advocating is there is no, uh, what do we call that? Like a magic one single silver bullet, silver bullet <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Like you really have to be present and active in a multitude of things. And even to your point, your particular product, don't look at it one-sided. Maybe try to look at it from multiple facets and have different elements of it speaking to some buyers who might be high-end customers. Uh, we certainly get a lot of phone calls from big, huge brands and I know from 10 years of experience that when those brands call in, they're, they're going to be turned off if, they, if we tell them it's only like, oh, 100 bucks. It's, like, it's almost like they expect it to be yeah. uh, several hundred thousand dollars. And if it's <laughs> not several hundred thousand dollars, then they just think, oh, then that must not be for me. It's not expensive exactly. enough. It's not luxurious enough. It's not for me. So, so is that, is that kind of what you're saying in terms of that? Like if you're out there and you have a product to sell, look at multiple channels and in, in, in terms of the funnel system, um, we'll put in the show notes where people can learn more about that, but just thinking it's, about it in different ways. It, it's also, it's also the reason why we took out billboards. Like people think billboards are, um, out of date, they're traditional marketing, they don't work. That's a different audience that you're catering to. That's a more established audience who grew up in that area where, where you had massive brands like Nike taking out massive billboard campaigns or you have massive alcohol brands that are doing that. Like when I grew up and I looked at billboards, I was like, wow, that company must have a lot of money and they must be doing really good to take a billboard out on a major highway. It's the exact same thing. We're spending, you know, $4 million in advertising through Facebook, Instagram and, you know, Google and, and LinkedIn ads and YouTube. And then we're spending a million dollars in outdoor in outdoor advertising because we understand that there's a certain audience that that caters to, and people completely forget that. No, not only does it cater to that audience, but at the core of everything you're doing, you're building a brand or you're building a company, and that's what this younger um, generation doesn't understand is there's a legacy moves that companies do, and a leg and a big the biggest legacy move that a company can do is take out traditional marketing tactics like radio, like TV, like billboard advertisements that are only going to further their brand and separate them from other people. Nice. And then as, as they build familiarity in the marketplace, they hit them with ads from you know new uh, marketing like, like uh, Facebook ads and Instagram that now kind of component and bring it all together. And that, I think that's what's missing from, all the, from, from these young you know, digital advertisers. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Delgado has not been compensated for those amazing statements. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say something real quick? You know, you you mentioned about traditional forms of advertising, and and it's so true. And I have actually dated back outdoor advertising all the way to the Roman Empire. So thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's um, it, it it just it just goes back to the fundamentals of marketing that I think that I think people people forget. And if you look at if you look at why like why people advertise where they advertise, where it started in newspaper, why? Because that's where all the eyes were. That's where everyone read. That's where things were getting delivered to. Then you look to radio. And you had advertisements on radio. Why? Because that's where, that's where the, the generation shifts and they were listening, getting their news and getting their product. Then it switched to television. Why? Because that was the newest thing that people were watching and companies were able to get. You know, it had eyeballs. So, and then, you know, billboards, you know, after that point. And then now digital marketing is, is so hot, you know, and influencer marketing is so hot. Why? Because you have a billion people on social media platforms, you have eyeballs on those channels, and that's where companies want to go. They want to go. There's no, there's no secret behind of it. It's like where are the people on right now the most? Social media. So let's advertise there. Heck, uh, you know. So it's like if people understood <laughs> placement. If, if people understood the fundamentals of marketing and not just like hey I run an ad and you know I'm a digital marketer. If they understood the fundamentals of marketing, they would under they would be more effective. And what they're trying to do. Well, speaking, and, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up fairly soon because we've definitely taken a good chunk of your evening. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> really quickly about the influencer side because we we had harped previously on the idea of influencer marketing, and we you know we're on one side of of the fence looking in right, and our perspective um, was kind of like well influencer marketing might have reached you know kind of that that tipping point towards its end, um, but I mean. Dude, you and your insight is so high. I mean, what is your current uh, your current perspective on the whole influencer marketing thing? Because and for our listeners, by the way, we dropped Chris's name. I think that was episode oh, yeah. four, episode three, episode three of influencer marketing. <laughs> we bring up the fact that we just got off the phone. I got off the phone with him earlier, and I got all this wealth of information. And so we said we we're going to bring him on. So just just for those that are following along, the ad hero. It's almost like a trip. Well, we have to have you one more time. Then you believe the the Chris uh, trilogy. But anyways, Chris, yeah, cool. like drop idea. it on us. What what's what what do you what do you think about influencer marketing now? 2019. Just, I mean, just just like anything else, things change. So influencer marketing five years ago, when no one was doing it, there was no algorithms, there was no nothing. People would post, and they'd be highly effective because they're reaching a, a bigger and broader audience, and people are making money. And this is this goes back to again understanding being a, being a, mar- a true digital marketer. Is what is Facebook's best feature? Like yeah. everyone says it. What is Facebook's best retargeting? Everyone talks about retargeting. So I I equate this this analogy to. Did you guys see the new Godzilla movie? No, no, no I did not. I saw the news oh, about Spider Man. Man, I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to ruin it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I stand by the Matthew Broderick version. You can go for it. You go for it. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit different, but basically, Facebook's best. Uh, feature is retargeting. Why? Because they they know these are active buyers. These are people interested in your product. These are people who have visited your site, so they're more prone to buy your product. So influencer marketing has changed so much just between all the algorithms, just between 
uh, Instagram doing their thing. So I equate it to if you saw the last Godzilla movie, um, towards the middle of the movie, Godzilla dies. Um, you know, they drop a bomb on him. They suck all the oxygen out. He doesn't die, but he goes into hibernation. Um, and the way to revive him is they understand that Godzilla feeds off radiation. That's how he gets his energy. So what do they do? They go and drop a nuke on Godzilla so he can soak up all the radiation. And at the end, he go, you know, he reawakes. He goes from blue to red because he has all that, you know, he has all that radiation, all that heat, all that fire inside of him. And he just destroys every monster that is attacking him. And that's exactly what has happened with influencer marketing. You, Facebook wants you to pay into their platform. So you have to be able to drop a nuke on your ads in order to do that. And the way to do that is if you utilize an influencer to drive an absorbent amount of traffic to your site, and they're the nuke, and they're dropping all that traffic to your site, and you utilize your ads, not the front end of what the influencers are doing, but the back end, and you drive all that traffic to your site, you now have dropped a nuke on all your retargeting ad campaigns because now you're showing them who your audience is, who you're inter- who's interested in your product, who wants to buy your product, and now your ads can be more effective when they're retargeting those people and serving those people ads. And that's where, that's where influencer marketing has gone. It has become part of the marketing campaign and not just the marketing campaign that was five, six years ago. And that's where people are failing. That's where companies are failing at is instead of using it as a nuke to warm up Facebook's best feature and cheapest feature um, to, to further their sales, they only run it to their website without that campaign set up and they fail in sales every time because things have changed and they just haven't seen it or don't have enough foresight to know that's the best way to utilize it. Man, that is some high level stuff. Mic drop. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are just tuning in, we're near the end of the episode, and uh, you should probably hit the rewind button because, uh, Chris, you've been an extreme wealth of information, man. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. You're in Miami, right? Miami, was it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if I want to go to Miami, but can we meet up in Vegas? yeah absolutely 100% yeah because we're gonna gonna have to turn this into a trilogy man Um, I think having you on multiple times would be awesome if that's something you're up for but uh, thank you for for joining us today dude and sharing all that information I mean I kind of had a direction I wanted to go but I, I, you can't cage a guy like you into one lane. There's hey, just no way. <laughs> Chris, real fast, man. We got we to cut out, but just drop the audience that's not watching on the screen. Where can people connect with you? They want to learn more. They want to get in touch. They want to say hello. Where can they find you at? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram a lot. It's you know where I connect with, with a lot of my businesses and, uh, and friends. So at Mr. M-R Chris Delgado, C-H-R-I-S-D-E-L-G-A-D-O, at Mr. Chris Delgado. Um, just hit the follow button and uh, shoot me a message. Do you have any questions? Now, I don't know how long it takes you guys to uh, put this podcast up, but usually what I do from the launch date and then two, up to two weeks after, um, any calls or text messages or DMs, I answer for free if you want me to get on a live Zoom call and help you with your company, with your brand, with your product. Um, I do that for free. Um, oh. So if anyone's, if anyone, um, you know, is li- whoever's listening and anyone needs help in their business, please take advantage of that. Yeah, um, I ripple it out super like fast, too. so. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Right. 
Well, that is awesome. Thank you again so much, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for joining us, man. Um, I'm tickled pink over here, so. <laughs> uh, I look forward to talking with you later on. I know we definitely have a few more things to discuss, and uh, I'm going to have yeah. so many more questions for you down the road. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, this is this is me, your host, Eris Rivers, along with my compatriots. Matthew Livieri. And Jim Javai. Yep, we're all signing off, man. Thank you again, and uh, we'll be in touch, okay? Next Thanks, episode of Ad Hero. Hero. <laughs> right on. See ya. You've been listening to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend, family member, or a weird coworker down the hallway. We're easy to reach if you want to get in touch with us on social media at Handle Ad Assembly. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, you can join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.